First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Spouting Off. I've been doing a lot of radio lately. Go one from another, from one show to another. So much to talk about. There's never a shortage of things to talk about. We're living in extraordinary times, ladies and gentlemen. We just are. Well, the midterms are upon us. And I'm asking, will lovers of liberty vote in droves or shoot themselves in the foot by staying home? because they're concerned about election integrity. Um, The first thing uh, that I would note here, not that you didn't know this, is that it isn't illegal to be concerned about election integrity. If you dare to question whether our elections are fair, that's not a threat to democracy. But those who accuse you of being a threat to democracy for thinking for yourself, for doubting the the supposed... um, uh, directed and state-approved opinion, uh, they're the threat to democracy. But then we knew that. Uh, So, but that doesn't mean that we can't vote because we need a huge uh, margin of votes, of legitimate votes to counteract all the possible shenanigans going on there. Do I know? Am I proclaiming? No, because I don't know. I don't spend my life watching these things, but I do spend a fair portion of my life watching the shenanigans of the people in the deep state. And that includes Republicans, Democrats, and others who live in the swamp, who um, are taking actions that are clearly putting us on notice that they really don't care about us anymore. And to the extent that they keep professing that all of this force that they are using on us is for our own good, uh, that's what indicts them as people who are not working in uh, for our own good. If you have to force people to think, do, or behave in a certain way, if you do not respect differences, I'm not talking about ethnic diversity here. Funny how they use that word diversity, diversity, but never diversity of thought. If you uh, cannot tolerate your ideas, uh, ideas being questioned, doubted, and must force agreement, as if you could, then you're the threat to democracy. You, you are the threat. What bothers me constantly is that Democrats Long-time Democrats who've been Democrats because their father, their grandmother, whatever, was a Democrat, are not standing up for freedom of speech in general. And they don't understand. We must help them understand that their silence about censorship, and believe me, they never were silent uh, in the 60s, in the 70s. They were leaders on some of these issues. They led people on the issues of freedom of speech, of uh, thinking outside of the box, of doing your own thing, uh, 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 never trusting anyone over 30, never believing the man, the establishment, all of that has been thrown out the window even last Thursday. I mean that figuratively, not literally. They used to be against Big Pharma. Now they march in lockstep, in goose step to Big Pharma. They used to be for against big box stores in favor of uh, 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 small businesses, mom and pop stores that were getting crunched by big box stores who could afford to buy in bulk. You know, the left used to be the ones to tell us about that. Now they are marching in Gustav once again to shutting down small businesses. We saw that during COVID, COVID, so much going on. The point here is, let me get back to the point, vote. If you care about liberty, vote. Use your vote to vote for people who uh, have not 
used force upon you and who believe that you're allowed to question anything, including in election integrity. Now, next point, I was listening to the news and I heard that gas prices are down again. Who in their right mind doesn't see through the gas prices, the low gas prices right now. Who in their right mind believe that because gas prices are low right now, that the people who raised them to a ridiculous degree are attacking our supply side, uh, supply chain, are attacking truckers and uh, imposing huge regulation on truckers so that you can't get the products you know and need, you need to your shelves. There are growing empty shelves on grocery stores uh, and uh, the people who have shut down the Keystone pipeline on and on and on it goes. Who believes they won't do that right after the midterms? You tell me. Who believes that they aren't going to? In fact, there was a story not very long ago that Biden, the presidential potted plant, it was leaked that he asked the Saudis and other Middle Eastern um, uh, oil producers to wait to raise the gas prices until after the midterms. Let's see, that doesn't indict him and their agenda at all, does it? In fact, he's doing something profoundly dangerous because he's draining our oil reserves. We all know it in order to get a few extra votes, supposedly, by people who may be a little too gullible uh, for their own good. So who in their right mind doesn't believe all of this preening and posturing is coming from, uh, I guess it's good news because maybe they're concerned about the midterms. I don't know. Maybe they're uh, uh, lying, cheating, and stealing, and I don't just mean from Democrats alone. That's not the division anymore. Maybe it's not working or maybe they don't have as much faith in it as possible. I ask you, could this group that has been censoring dissent, punishing and framing their opposition, um, uh, stomping all over every one of our Bill of Rights, could they possibly cheat an election? <laughs> Come on. Cui bono, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and cui bono, one of my favorite phrases, is who benefits? Who benefits? Look at this like you would a jury. And that is, who's using force to force agreement and obedience on Americans for whom uh, independence of thought and freedom are the bywords, are the reasons, are, are the foundations on which America was uh, came to be, right? So, to that end, we now have the CDC uh, adding COVID, COVID, COVID jabs to their list of recommended shots. Why is this important? Because, uh, <clears throat> why is it important? <clears throat> Excuse me. Because uh, this is what schools and states use to make mandates all over the country. Now, never mind the fact that Pfizer just admitted in a court that they did not do tests for e e efficacy. They didn't even check to see if their vaccine stops COVID transmission. And if you have been watching in the last almost, let's see, two years, you know that your friends who got vaxxed and jabbed and boosted uh, got COVID. Some of them ended up in the hospital. So the reality didn't fit what they promised. They promised it safe and effective. Neither one is true. What is so potentially criminal is that the myocarditis, the heart disease, the, the damage that we still don't know about, that is they're ignoring all of it. Let me take this moment here to play you um, a, an audio from Carrie Lake being asked. It's a little hard to hear, but it's really important. Carrie Lake on the campaign trail, telling it like it is, cutting through the pretend idiocy, and then I'll tell you what kind of hate and viciousness she sustained for having an opinion go. 
enough because wow that's harder harder to hear than i thought that was carrie lake candidate for arizona governor uh who her opponent uh, forget her name because my mind is all jumbled up with various candidates her opponent uh refuses to debate her <laughs> and claims it's because carrie lake is so radical and extreme Hilarious, hilarious. So when Carrie Lake came out and said, we are not going to engage in mandates, we are not going to mandate that children get an experimental shot that's causing heart disease, and it's been proven death in, um, in various different populations, uh, we're not going to mandate a shot in which for a virus in which kids don't even pose, don't even have pose a danger. That doesn't matter. We already know kids are not the ones in danger of dying, being hospitalized from COVID. And yet uh, the radicals believe differently. Here's an example of some of the Twitter posts when, when she dared to say we are not going to mandate, mandate shots for our precious children. God forbid what a radical idea. Quote, it's horrifying she could hold public office. Quote, it's amazing to me. Get this. This is amazing. It's a quote. It's amazing to me that Republicans are working so hard to kill their own constituents and their families. This is what Pose passes for uh, civil discourse. It's amazing to me that Republicans are working so hard to kill their own constituents and their families. In other words, if you do not mandate an experimental shot that we've already found out uh, and, and that most of the public has found out uh, they were lied to about the shot, they were lied to about its safety and efficacy, then you are killing your constituents. That sounds suspiciously like what we remember when we were told that if we did not wear a rag on our face, we were killing grandma. If we didn't take a vax, we were the reason the virus was continuing. Looking back now, because hindsight is twenty twenty. Were you told the truth about that? Not only were you lied to about that, but who were the people that did kill grandma? Well, they were demagoguing the issue and lying about masks which don't work. There were governors around this country, and yes, I'm going to repeat it because I can, because it's not illegal to state an opinion who actually did kill grandma. They actually sent COVID into the most vulnerable populations, and thousands of people in Brooklyn and elsewhere died. Have they been held accountable for that? Or are we watching a systematic disrespect, reckless disregard for life itself? Well, I guess we are. Hillary Clinton is now campaigning in California for Amendment 1 in order to codify abortion in California and consider it a right. Now, not only could I do another two hours on this, but excuse me, the left has been claiming it's already a constitutional right. Guess what? I keep saying that. Guess what? That's not true either. Abortion is not a constitutional right, and the Dobbs decision did not make abortion illegal, regardless of how many of your leftist friends and family think so. Uh, the Dobbs decision overturned Roe v. Wade and brought it back to the states. Yes, the states get to decide. Now, there's only one side of this argument that is forcing their opinion on everyone else. The pro-choicers, which I used to be, want to force abortion on states that don't want it, and they want to codify it in states that do. You get that? Who's the threat to democracy here, I ask you? Well, we're going to take a break here on Spouting Off. We'll be right back with one of our guests. 
Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. I'm Karen Cataline. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Caller, go online to take advantage of my best offer ever for a limited time when you use your promo code you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98 now only $29.98 with our 60 day money back guarantee you have nothing to lose sleep well america call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code ram r-a-m that's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code ram for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit my pillow Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to the Secret War, a Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Thanks, Pat. Call now, toll-free, 866-883-2741. That's 866-883-2741. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Call now, toll-free, 866-883-2741. That's 866-883-2741. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. What a pleasure to have you along with us. Well, one of the pleasures that I have in doing as much talk radio as I do is that I do some other shows in which I interview somebody that I think is so great that I want to invite her here to talk uh, to us here at Spouting Off. And our next guest uh, fits that description beautifully. She is a best-selling author, columnist, political analyst, counterterrorism expert, and fellow at the Middle East Forum. She co-founded the Liberal Egyptian Party in Egypt, and her latest book is The Secret Apparatus. Cynthia Farahat joins us right now on the hotline at Spouting Off. Hi, Cynthia. How have you been? Hi. I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you for having me. It is such a pleasure to have you once again. And uh, we're taking a bit of a detour from the midterm elections to talk about what's going on in the Middle East. But particularly, I have been fascinated with the protests that were going on in Iran. And it disturbs me greatly that uh, the country that I love, America, has not stood up for people who are standing up for liberty. But Give us an update about what is going on in Iran and why Americans should care. So the situation that's taking place in Iran, um, this is not a coincidence that it's happening at the same time while uh, President Joe Biden's regime is engaging in nuclear talks with the mullahs. Uh, It's also not a coincidence that there were mass protests in 2015 when President Obama's regime initiated the nuclear talks with the mullahs. The mullahs are basically a bunch of cult members. They are eschatological lunatics who believe that it is their role to instigate the end of time. Uh, Their current supreme leader, Ali Khamenei, said in July 2011, that he was preparing the ground for the end of times so that their Messiah can come and kill infidels and then the sun rises from the West. 
So you are dealing with cult members who believe that it's their role to end the world. So the Iranian people are horrified, terrified, and they are sending a message to America and the rest of the world. You are either with us or you are with the eschatological lunatics and mass murderers and terror sponsors in the Iranian regime. There is nowhere in between. Unfortunately, the United States is on the side, the government, of course, not the people, is on the side of the mullahs. And it's a disgrace. This, Iran, this Iranian uh, a nuclear deal basically straps a suicide belt around the planet. These guys would be able to enrich uranium very soon. They would have $30 trillion. Uh, sorry, they would have $1 trillion by 2030. So we are now in, like, State Department are in the business of dictatorship maintenance and colluding with mass murderers and lunatics who want to exterminate the vast majority of the planet. So it's truly a horrific situation. And uh, I can't even believe we're talking about it, to tell you the truth. Um, We're talking to Cynthia Farahad here on Spouting Off. I got to ask you, you know, I'm old enough to remember, uh, you know, the nuclear threat and growing up afraid of nuclear war. And when I think about it now, considering all the massive threats to our liberty, to our country, and the the rise of globalism and Marxism, I wonder, if I can articulate this properly, I wonder if there is, how is it that these elites who believe they know everything and are going to control and manipulate us peasants, how they would have anything to do with weapons that could harm them too. Isn't it suicide or what am I missing? Because you are rational and you're adhering to reason and logic, you see it as suicide. But you're talking about narcissists and sociopaths. They are completely divorced from reality and from the actions of their consequences that they think they are gods and they think that they can manipulate any situation to their advantage. It's not true. They think because they are pathological liars who constantly spew lies to their own people, that when the mullahs say we are preparing the grounds to for the end of times, that they're doing the same. But the mullahs are not doing the same because not a single Iranian citizen want to, wants to hear that. That strikes terror into the heart. So the mullahs actually do believe that. They are projecting their narcissism and pathological lies on their opponents. But that's not what's happening. The mullahs are morally consistent. They have been consistent since the 1979 revolution till today. They have never deviated from their course. They say what they do. They do what they say. And we are the ones with short-term memories and uh, just controlled by these bunch of sociopaths and narcissists who Mm. basically belong in mental institutions and not positions of power, as far as I'm concerned. Cynthia, I hate to say this, it may, you know, it's hard to even say, but the description that you gave about a bunch of narcissists and people who think they are God and everybody else's universe, we're not just seeing that, that, illness, if you will, that virus coming out of Iran. We're seeing it right here in the great United States of America, in which we've been put on notice here in America that if we do not go along with this cult of uh, wokeness, this cult of believing there are 57 genders, this cult that uh, free speech is somehow a threat to democracy, which is a contradiction in terms, Um, that we will be dealt with. So I just wonder, since you are familiar with with America, where do you see a difference? It it may be the content is different, but the behavior of tyrannical control seems to be growing around the country. Frightening, but is it true? 
absolutely unfortunately you're you're right i i hate it that you're right i hate i wish i'm wrong in everything i'm saying unfortunately this is the reality but the american people can this is a very relevant issue to the elections this should be an election issue you should members of congress should be asked where do you stand on the iran deal where do you stand on the muslim brotherhood where do you stand on global islamic terrorism which is on the rise where do you stand with giving the taliban basically a jihadist base a whole country to use as a jihadist base for international uh, uh, transnational criminal groups where do you stand on these issues and look where they stand on them and if they support them don't vote for them we still have a little bit of a way uh, to be able to change the course they're not putting us in gulags yet so we should take advantage yes. of that right um i i have asked this question before but i don't think i've ever put it to you um henry kissinger who's still alive and who i think is a globalist said a long time ago when asked about two factions that were at war with each other both neither of them very good or neither of them uh, uh supporting freedom he said, it's a pity they both couldn't lose. <laughs> and yes. these factions that you're talking about in Iran, the mullahs, and what we know is coming out, and this is not a conspiracy, because you can look it up and you can watch videos of people in the World Economic Forum and other groups uh, claiming they know best. They're going to get rid of uh, uh, automobiles. They're going to get rid of freedom. They're going to uh, mass control food and feed mealworms and whatever else crazy uh, narcissism they believe that nobody voted for, that nobody agreed to, it doesn't matter. Do some of these factions actually stand to be fighting each other? Because when narcissists uh, get power, they, they don't want uh, any competition. So how do you see that shaking out in this kind of hypothetical, not so hypothetical argument or discussion that we're having so, here. You know, unfortunately, history shows us that every time any entity allied with Islamists, Islamists won this equation because they are better at being bad. Uh, and oh. they believe that they win whether they live or die. So you are dealing with a very unconventional foe. And leftists with their narcissism and because they're obsessed with conspiracies and Marxists live on conspiracies and manufacture them and believe in them and, and uh, they think that they are capable of long-term thinking and they're not. They're not capable of long-term thinking. They're not capable of actual... Of, of, of any logical thinking, let alone long term. So the problem is every time this equation between communists, leftists, socialists, and Islamists, was, there was a battle Islamists always won. So, you know, in 1979, when Khomeini, before he perpetrated his revolution, he was uh, backed predominantly by an Iranian communist. And what did he do after the revolution? He put their heads on sticks and marched with them in the streets of Tehran. That's what mm. they do every single time. Every time they work with them, they infiltrate them. If they're Islamists are better at their infiltration techniques, they're better at camouflaging themselves and adapting to their surroundings. Uh, they are better at emulating any narrative. Uh, so the, there's, it's, the, the, the equation is geared to their advantage. I uh, just want to say, and then forgive me, we, we only have about four minutes. I want you to have time to uh, talk about your book and what we can do about this. I know it's not easy to do in four minutes. Um, and this doesn't mean all Muslims. I, I just want people to know this is an ideology that we're talking about. And those who embrace that ideology, that's what we're talking about. And a lot of people in Iran are actually protesting that ideology. Talk about your book, The Secret Apparatus, and what we might find in there. 
You know, I can't agree with you more. Actually, the overwhelming majority of Muslims are more scared of Islamists than any other group on planet Earth. That's why the vast majority of my supporters and of my readers are Muslim. Uh, it's not a coincidence that these protesters in the streets of Tehran are Muslim. The first, uh, a, the first people that they murder are Muslim. These are the first targets. Uh, so, the, the, I, like when I speak in Arabic on TV shows, I never make this distinction because everybody knows it. Everybody mm. knows that fact. Uh, I wrote my book. It took 23 years of research to write. Oh, my. And wow. I wrote it while dealing with inflammatory breast cancer and multiple sclerosis. And under oh. horrific circumstances, because I had to get this word out. Uh, this is an indictment to designate the Muslim Brotherhood a terrorist group. It proves that they are the incubator of Islamic terrorism. They are the founders and operators of Al-Qaeda, Islamic State, uh, excommunication, immigration, Hamas. You name the terrorist group and I'll show you it's linked to the Muslim Brotherhood. And unfortunately, they are roaming the hallways of Congress. They have infiltrated, according to their own words, the United States government and its intelligence agencies. They said themselves that they control the narrative about the, their organization in the U.S. government. It's a horrific cult. And they are working with the Iranian mullahs as well. Um, and they have hijacked the representation of Muslims in America, who are, by the way, extremely marginalized because... Uh, if you're not a terrorist, you're not allowed to be in an organization like CARE. So nobody likes these organizations. Actually, uh, CARE is only supported by 12% of American Muslims. So these groups that are affiliated with the Brotherhood are uh, a national security threat. It's not a coincidence that the United Arab Emirates designated it as a terror group. We mm. are... Uh, faced now by this major question, what are we going to do about that? Now, again... Unfortunately, we, we still, shouldn't have left that to the end, but I've got only about 15 seconds. Again, I'm sorry. Co contact your congressman. Yes. Well, you know, you've done this before. You've done radio before. Cynthia Farahat... F-A-R-A-H-A-T, author of the book, The Secret Apparatus. Go there. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for your time and your wisdom and your courage to speak out. We so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. When we come back, we're going to have, we're going to wrap up the show with another great guest. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on Spouting Off. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Donald J. Trump was the vaccine America needed. He exposed the deep state and fought back against the woke maniacs destroying everything Americans revered. They attacked George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. They took over the NFL, the FBI, and the NBA. Trump stood alone against the Leviathan longing to destroy the United States from within. A.J. Rice, author and president of Publius PR, takes on this Leviathan in his new book, The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. He understood why America needed Trump even before it was in vogue. Bryce is the ultimate DC media insider who has produced or promoted Laura Ingram, Judge Janine Pirro, Donald Trump Jr., Dan Bongino, Charles Krauthammer, Alan Dershowitz, Peter Navarro, Victor Davis Hanson, and many more. Many of Trump's closest advisors have sought out A.J. Rice's media advice. Rice has fought behind the scenes for years in ways you saw and heard but never understood until now. Hilarious, biting, hard-hitting. Available on Amazon.com. Stop what you're doing right now and pick up a copy of The Woking Dead. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. 
everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off here and across the country, both on the KRN Radio Network, uh, WSMN 1590 AM, and a host of other places. We're glad to have you along. You may know if you've been listening to me for very long, I have a, a showbiz background and I'm especially interested in uh, liberty lovers of all shapes, sizes, and stripes making media, making films that have our point of view, you know, like wholesomeness, like, uh, I don't know, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, freedom of speech, little things like that, when Hollywood has been controlling uh, uh, entertainment for decades. Here to talk about an exceptionally important book called, uh, and documentary, actually, a documentary film that you can watch, I think, for free. We'll find out in just a minute. The Real Anthony Fauci. The Real Anthony Fauci, based on the book by Robert F. Kennedy. And this, we've got the filmmaker of that film, because we got to get the word out that there's not just one point of view for everything, as the deep state would have us believe. His name is Jeff Hayes, and we've got him here on the line. Welcome, Jeff Hayes, to Spouting Off. Hi, Karen. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. It is so good to have you. Talk to us about this film. It couldn't be more relevant and urgent because the CDC just added uh, shots for children as part of its recommendation, which now will be used to mandate these shots to children all around the country, and uh, different points of view are being censored. So you're right at the tip of the spear in getting the word out so human beings, grown-ups, adults, parents, can make their own decisions about what's really going on here. Yeah, this this book that Bobby wrote came out in 2021. It's been the best-selling book of the year this year. It's sold over a million copies, 17 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, and there still to this day has not been one major media review of the book. It is the most suppressed book of my lifetime. Uh, bookstores that wouldn't carry it, 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 and still it's turned out to be a, a publishing phenomenon. I read the book in, I think, December of last year, and it's a daunting read. It, there's, there was a paper shortage back then, so there's different versions of the book based on the paper, but my copy was 600 pages. 2,100 citations, meticulously researched, but you know it, it's a, a significant read. And so I've known Bobby for years. I called him and asked him if he'd let me make a documentary of it, and he agreed. And so we started working on it in January and now have finished it. And I don't normally say this about my own films, but it's just great. I mean, we did a great job on this. We're putting it up for free so people can see it, for at least for the next eight days, for free at the real Anthony Fauci movie.com. So nobody has to buy it. You know, hopefully some people will, but anyone who wants to can, can watch it. We need people to share it. Yes, I am just such uh, so delighted to have you on. I actually just finished interviewing Tony Lyons and, uh, on, for another show. Tony Lyons is the publisher of The Real Anthony Fauci. And uh, I asked him some semblance of this question, and I would love to be able to ask you. Despite the growing evidence of injuries and death, we're going to just sort of delve into a little of this, and the CDC voting unanimously to uh, recommend these shots anyway, uh, despite any 
any information about lies, deceit, or Pfizer, claiming that they didn't even test their shots for the efficacy, even though we were told that uh, they were safe and effective. Isn't this an indictment of possible malicious intent by those who are censoring life-saving information like the book and your film? This is is really been shocking. Where we had one of our editors sent uh, a section of the film that he had edited for us to review uh, six weeks ago and put it on his private YouTube page, not public facing, password protected, and YouTube took it down off his private page for violating their policy. Uh, we've <laughs> already been blacklisted by eight uh, ISPs. We're appealing all of them who won't let people go to our site. And they did this before the film came out. So it couldn't be in response to the film because they did it before uh, I even finished the last cut of the film. So when, when they're that afraid of this kind of information, it, it, it's really stunning. But what you, we you have... Put your, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You've got a, a man, Tony Fauci, who over his career has dispensed almost a trillion dollars in studies, 930 billion, uh, 6 billion a year that, that he oversees the spending of. And so he's got an army of people that are beholden to him, that he controls their funding. And so anybody who disagrees with them, their funding disappears, their careers disappear. Now, this is a gutsy move. You know, everybody wondered why he worked into his 80s. You realize when he does retire, those type of cabals tend to fall apart really quickly. It's, you know, it's almost like a mafia don. Once he shows weakness, you know, then, you know, they set upon him. I'd be very interested seeing what happens to him as this, mm. this castle falls apart. I know that you, uh, you know, are not the end all be all opinion, but what's your opinion about why first he was going to retire at the end of Biden's first term, then they moved it up to December, then they moved it up even sooner, if I remember correctly. What do you think's going on there, if you know? No idea. I think the first clue he gave was when he said, as a private citizen, when he said, you know, when Rand Paul said he's going to have him back, and Tony Fauci said, well, I'll, you know, I'll see if I'm willing to come. Uh, if yeah. Rand Paul has subpoena power after the midterms, uh, we will see uh, um, whether he ignores that subpoena or not. Yes. And... Uh... <laughs> And he has said, Anthony Fauci has said things in plain view that everybody knows. So it ain't a conspiracy theory when he said, quote, I am science. Really? This was, yeah, this is one of the fun things yeah. about doing a film because uh -huh. we have so many clips of Fauci for 40 years saying things, contradicting himself, um, you know, and you see you know, this all started in 1984 when he took over the infectious disease department at the NIH. And he took this little department and he's just a bureaucrat. He wrestled control of the AIDS crisis. And the things he did there that you'll see in the film from the testing in Africa, we've spent 40 years and $16 billion to create an AIDS vaccine. He's always saying we'll have one next year. We still don't have one. And the lives that have been lost, it's been astounding. Uh, you said 1984, and I thought to myself, who says 1984 wasn't Orwellian? Boy, <laughs> I don't know. Boy, I just saw it, that. It is. Yeah, it is so true. That was the yeah. year the AIDS crisis started, and that was the year that Tony Fauci started. And the, yeah. the, the playbook that he created during AIDS was the one that he used during COVID. And any country in the world that followed his playbook had horrifically bad outcomes compared to the people that didn't. And think about this. Um, uh, think about this. It's, it's hard to imagine that uh, 
the left that has supported and done dutifully marched in goose step with everything Anthony Fauci said or did. And we'll get to that, I hope. We'll have time to talk about these protocols of remdesivir. Are groups the left claims to be uh, uh, special and extra you know, have extra rights, including gays. What do you think would happen if the LGBTQXYZ groups, and there are a lot of gay groups that don't even want the T anymore, and they're being put down as well, if they found out that their fave, Dr. and Anthony Fauci, was doing things that, that actually harmed and uh, contributed to the loss of life, um, if a Republican even made a mistake in that regard, they would be called anti-gay, homophobic, uh, racist, bigoted, etc. And here your film shows evidence of uh, some very devastating things, doesn't it? You know, it when, you, when you see it in its totality, it, it, it is astounding. If you go back to AIDS in 1984 and then went if you remember the movie, the Dallas buyers club with Matthew McConaughey, I do. where you had these, yeah. these gay guys, the people with AIDS, they were having to smuggle drugs in from Mexico that were off label use drugs that doctors were having great success with. Tony Fauci refused to make those drugs available, refused to do hmm. studies on them. And instead only back to the most expensive drug of all time at that time, uh, AZT, which was the most deadly chemotherapy that had ever been created and introduced to mankind. He insisted that that was the only solution. And it, tens of thousands of people died for lack of, of these readily available uh, repurposed drugs. And Sounds then, as suspiciously... You Yes. Like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, doesn't it? Exact same playbook when he, you know, you mentioned remdesivir. Nurses, it was so deadly, nurses started calling it run death is near. And, you know, he uh, wanted nothing to do with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, even though frontline doctors were saying, we're seeing results, we're saving people. And they instead just continued to send people home from the hospital saying, come back if it gets worse. It's hard to imagine. Um, Jeff Hayes, we're talking to Jeff Hayes, the producer of this great film, realanthonyfaucimovie.com. You can watch it for free. It is important. It's essential. Uh, I'm going to use this, uh, this analogy, and, and I've said it before because it is so critical. At, I mean, at what point? We know how the media and everyone reacted to something like Tylenol when there was not arsenic, but something else in Tylenol in Chicago, and the media dutifully and rightfully told people to take it off their shelves. Just imagine in 1982, during the Tylenol scare, if not only they suppressed the information about the deadliness of possible Tylenol on people's shelves, but they forced it on people and said, if you don't take Tylenol right now, we're going to take away your job. What we have with remdesivir and the whole Fauci protocols uh, seems like willful disregard for, the, for life itself. At what point do you start asking that question? How much more evidence do we need to start asking that question? And does your film ask that question? Absolutely. They have a reality problem. You know, when it, they kept moving the goalpost, if you remember, you have this vaccine, this, you know, COVID stops with you. You can't pass it. You can't get it. It stops with you. And then they started backing off of that. And then now they say, well, it stops you from being sicker than you were going to be. Now, that's something no one could ever know how sick they would have been. It, it yeah, was, but many were hospitalized with COVID who'd been double double. Uh, vaxxed and double boosted, and we just ignore that. And of course, they censor and suppress that valuable health information. Yeah, you have Fauci himself, you know, Joe Biden, the president of uh, or the CEO of Pfizer, all get COVID twice after four vaccinations. At some point, if if your kids kept getting measles after a measles vaccination, I think we would go. You know, I don't think this measles vaccination is working anymore. 
And but it gets somehow, worse because it's causing possible uh, damage, possible injury, and possible death, which we keep seeing evidence of, and they keep ignoring the evidence. They keep they don't say, hey, maybe we ought to stop this for a minute. No, they accelerate it. That's what makes people suspicious. That's what makes people go, oh, not only do they accelerate it, but they suppress anyone who says, excuse me, word, can I have a word with you? Those people get censored. If you if you remember when the vaccines first came out, Pfizer said, we're going to make this a very low profit. We're doing this as a public service. Uh, And somehow that evaporated. If you look at the billions of dollars billions that have been made. Moderna, that that one company had never really had any success as a company prior to this. And they minted five billionaires during this. Hmm. And you know what else too, Jeff, and we have to say it, Congress exempted them from any liability whatsoever. Well, Congress now again talks about uh, prosecuting gun manufacturers who did not make a product to be misused, uh, uh, these jabs are not doing what they claimed it could do, and they're damaging and harming people, but you can't sue the pharmacy, the, the big pharma at all. What the heck is going on? Well, and that ties back to what you were saying when the CDC, 15 to 0, the committee you know, voted to approve this for the uh, the vaccine schedule, the recommendation. And this 15 to zero, of course, anybody who sits on that committee, they're the ones that are being funded to do these studies on the vaccine. They're voting on their own income. But this is the only way they can keep that liability protection. They just extended the emergency order. And even though President Biden himself has said there's no more emergency, but they had to backtrack that. So they extended it, but the the vaccine manufacturer's liability uh, shield disappears when that emergency use authorization goes away, unless they can get it on the childhood vaccine schedule. And so, in spite it's so of the brazen. fact that oh, it, it is this they, issue, this is one they're doing it in yeah. plain sight and just saying in plain sorry. sight. And this issue has has destroyed families because they disagree on this issue. And people uh, have been told and fed lies that their father, their mother, their uncle, their aunt are posing a risk. There's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and you're evil if you do not obey. And you can't be a conscientious objector in any way. This kind of thing is diabolical in that it has broken up families. Forgive me, we have to leave it there. It's such a hot and passionate issue for anybody who loves life, who uh, fears tyranny. Thank you, Jeff Hayes, for being with us. The real Anthony Fauci movie.com. Go there. You can watch it. That does it for us. We got to go. Take care. Have a great weekend and keep on spouting off.